0: Hello and welcome. I'm Michelle. And I'm Jessica, and this is Pretty Over Perfect. We
1: are two former neighbors and current best friends who know that perfection is an illusion that could easily
0: keep us from living our best lives. We are here to discover the goodness in the messiness of real life and find joy in the everyday by embracing simplicity, creativity, and a little sparkle. Hello, Jessica. Hi, Michelle. Hello, welcome listeners to another episode of Pretty Over Perfect. Today we get to have a little fun. We're kind of lightening things up. I mean, not that the last few episodes have been heavy necessarily, but it's just you and I, and we're going to talk about kind of what we've been up to this spring. That's right. We're going to be talking about
1: all things fun and all things spring. And the perfect combination of spring and fun, Jessica, is Finn's first birthday, which just happened.
0: Yesterday. Yes, yes. As of the time of recording, yesterday he turned one. Can you believe it? We made it a whole year. You did it. It's so crazy and so fun. It's so bittersweet. You know, like I was oh, looking yeah. at him, you know, yesterday and just kind of feeling in awe at the whole experience and almost emotional about the fact that we made it. Like we did yeah. it. And I feel yeah. like the first year of a child's life is for me, like the greatest adjustment period Mm -hmm. in all the different ways of life. But anyway, we made it. He is absolutely adorable. I threw him a little baby bear birthday party and I had to exercise a little bit of flexibility and (sighs) I had to kind of adjust my expectations because for Mother's Day, actually, Nate gifted me a pizza oven, which is so exciting. I've always wanted one. I love to make pizza. Uh, And we decided we would try it out. During his party and feed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a few extra people. And let's just remember, it's probably not the best time to test something out when you have people actually relying on you to produce yeah. food. <laughs> we we could not nail it. We could not nail it. And it turned out we only had enough pizza dough to feed the children that were present. And my brother and brother in law went out to like buy a pizza, but don't worry, (laughs) little Caesars was out of pizza on Tuesday. Like why? shortages i suppose um anyway so it was definitely stressful and then finn came down with a fever during the middle of the birthday party and so that's okay like we just i tried really hard to roll with it i was so disappointed that like you know he wouldn't wear the bear ears i made him how dare he but (laughs) i put them on him today and we tried again to take a picture or two and that aside it was a really really fun day It's so fun to celebrate our little people. And you had a pretty exciting weekend celebrating your baby and his birthday.
1: That's right. He turned six. But sorry, before we get to him, did did we already talk about bittersweet? Because I feel like bittersweet is just like Mm. the Mm. emotion of first birthdays. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like but like well, maybe not even first birthdays for sure, but like Mm. so many milestones in like a kid's Mm -hmm. life. Bittersweet is just like always the word that comes to me because like you're so nostalgic for the past you're leaving behind but so excited mm-hmm. for the future up mm-hmm. ahead and I feel like that is really such a feeling on first birthdays because like they're not a tiny baby anymore and that's so yeah. precious but also oh, yeah. like oh you made it through the first year it's just so many. It's totally
0: both of those things yeah right I expected to get more emotional on the birthday yeah but then I remembered I was emotional every single day of this whole year <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> with exactly what you just described. Yes yes yes. It's, yes. It's I gotta figure out how to nail that. I don't know if I ever will, you know, like that wrestle of both both feet in both emotions, if you will. Yeah uh, because I, I know it's not going anywhere. I know this is going to be my you know a consistency of life, but yeah it's a hard one and a, yeah. and a good one.
1: Yes, it's wild.
0: Okay, tell us about the Lego birthday party.
1: That's right. So my son, who loves Lego, you've heard it here before, (laughs) he had a Lego-themed birthday party. And yeah, it was pretty laid back, but it was fun. We just filled the house with balloons and hung some crepe paper in bright colors. And we drew little Lego minifig faces on some yellow napkins. And then we had some Lego-themed games These were fun. I got most of them off of Pinterest, but they were fun. Tell us one. Okay. So we played like ring toss where we made like little Lego pegs that the kids threw. What are those? Pipe cleaners? Uh Uh-huh. Twisted up into circles onto little pegs. That was fun. So we kind of had like this competition. But the really fun one, which I think would be fun to play just with like your families or something was lego charades oh so yeah so i had my other son make up little cards i gave him prompts and he drew pictures of the cards or pictures of various things a frog birthday cake car Mm. truck you know any kind ice cream cone okay a few things like this and then and we drew pictures and had the words because we have some readers and some yeah. non-readers and then so then you know one person on the team draws a card and then they have to try and make what their prompt out of legos okay that's and so fun that was really fun yeah and we had just i just did a simple we did a few colors from like a lego originals pack I, that's probably mm-hmm. not really what it's called but you know not not a set that makes a star wars village but just the regular colors that come with like eyes and horns and cute little pieces and stuff like that and so we just had a few i just made it simple we had four colors available with some eyes and things so that people could make these little characters pretty quickly and it was pretty fun i liked that and now we just have those legos sitting out in our living room and the kids just come and play with them all day long and and then we also made everybody made our little race car out of legos that we were going to race but then surprise we ran out of time and it was very <laughs> it was very quick i was like you're about to leave we have to have an ice cream cake was what he requested for his birthday oh fun which was also fun because i made a little lego six well actually my son made a lego six to put on the cake and i poured magic shell over the top of some ice cream that I had frozen in cake pans so that it was circular like a cake
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: it kind of looked like frosting with the magic shell that then oh, so it was like purely delicious... ice cream yes it was just ice cream oh wow where's he the photo
0: even... I don't believe I saw <laughs> well, a photo okay. of this
1: <laughs> I can show you a photo it wasn't quite as I should have done it in a smaller pan so that it could have been taller but it was my first time doing this you just melt the ice cream pretty
0: ever perfect right
1: pretty much right and then he even he wasn't even keen on getting the magic shell but i was like the magic shell will look so cool so yeah we've
0: got to <laughs> at least add some <laughs> element <gonna> be something
1: of <laughs> and yes and so it was fun it was fun he had a good day and yes, we have talked about Lego even more on this podcast.
0: So. <laughs> Once again, that's adorable. I love it. I love yes. those games. Yes. I'm going to play some of those with my kids. Lego charades is fun. Lego charades. Yeah, I can't imagine that taking like no time at all. I, f- I feel like that probably took a minute. Yes. To build these things. Oh, it was
1: actually pretty funny because... My son, the Lego lover, one of his prompts was hammer. And of course, it's charade, so we're timing this game. And he is just not concerned about the time at all. He is, like, trying to find the perfect pieces to create the little, I don't know really what it would be called, the metal part of the hammer. Yeah. And and like get the shape like perfect like he is not in a hurry and everyone's you know kind of getting anxious but um, this hammer (laughs) but he's just like it's gonna be the most perfectly shaped hammer anyways it's very fun and i do really like that we kind of just kept those little colors of lego for playing with because sometimes the big bin is overwhelming so
0: yeah that sounds really fun good work yes good work we did it and so close to mother's day like I know so much oh going on, right? Oh, okay.
1: This is not fun. I've been having this spring, but I want to have it. But I can't. Well, I couldn't okay. this year because what? my son's birthday was on the day of the Kentucky Derby. Do you know oh. what the Ken- you know what the Kentucky Derby of is course. with like the big hats? Of
0: course. Okay. So Well, I don't know much beyond the big hats, okay, but right. I'm sold at the big hats. I
1: mean, it's a horse race.
0: Well, okay. It's one of three that.
1: races that are part of the Triple Crown. Um but the Kentucky Derby is the most famous, but I think it's most famous because of the hats. I don't I don't know. Maybe there's something else. Anyways, wouldn't it be fun to have a party where you have a bunch of hats, you get hats from places, and then you get random things you could hot glue onto the hats, and then everybody has to make ridiculous hats, and you watch the Kentucky Derby, and you drink mint juleps, and doesn't that sound like a great fun party? I'm there.
0: I'm there. I I'll fly have, in for it.
1: <laughs> I was like, when I – thought of this i was like oh my gosh i have to do this when is the kentucky derby and then i was like oh it's on my child's birthday so, you're
0: like hey do you mind shifting to uh, you this mind... other birthday party idea make a like fancy horse hat? racing <laughs> <laughs> that sounds Anyways. fun i love it so creative
1: yes well i got this idea because my friend betsy hello betsy i know you listen she now lives near the kentucky derby so mean you know it's in kentucky i assume anyways i want to go to the kentucky derby with her one of these days and then i was just like oh but until then i could have a kentucky derby party but alas there were too many things happening on one weekend parties mother's day just so much so maybe someday the kentucky derby will not overlap with a birthday
0: yeah we'll put a pin in that one you can do it okay well michelle Yes. why don't you tell us what you've been listening to lately anything good
1: <laughs> well i think when you suggested this question you were
0: you were <laughs> suggesting
1: like what music we're listening to but i feel like i haven't been listening to much new music it's been all throwbacks my daughter and i went to see hamilton a few weeks ago so <gasps> hamilton never has been up a on in okay. our house which has been fun and then mostly, I've just been listening to like a lot of podcasts. I went into a deep dive on neuroscience and neurobiology mm. after our episodes a few weeks ago. So I've been listening to lots of people talk about that, and I've been listening to Simon Sinek's "Leaders Eat Last," which is a great Sounds, book. Yeah, my husband read it a few years ago because it's def- it's definitely aimed towards leaders in business, but I would say that it has a lot of applicable takeaways for just any, any person, whether or not you have a business, you are a leader in because you are a leader at some part of your life.
0: Right. So. I've actually always been very interested in business books and I've never like owned a business. Well, I guess I'm now part owner, but in the past, they've just fascinated me because yes, there are so many principles we can apply to our lives Yeah, from those books. Yeah.
1: It's always interesting, too, when you hear, like, because he's a social scientist.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Simon Sinek is. And it's really interesting to hear anybody's take on social science and then, like, and then know when the book was written or whatever. I think his, Mm. I think Leaders Eat Last was written in 2013. And then just to, you know, it's a time capsule and, like, they don't even know what's ahead. And it's, it's interesting, different ways that, like, the future is kind of predicted. (laughs) Not really, but it's always just interesting to kinda like think of that and and how the um how what's going on in the cultural zeitgeist has a lot to do with the information that is put into books and then that we can get out of books.
0: It's pretty interesting. So yeah. That was deep and interesting. Yeah. Yes. It's a little time capsule. Yes. I I think that's actually really really fun to say it that way because it's so true. Yeah. What about you? What have you been listening to? Well, I'm actually kind of in a dry spell of podcasts and books. Usually I've got a few queued up. And right now I feel like I'm always kind of fumbling around trying to find something. Um, but I am listening to John Mayer because, Michelle, for the last 12 years, <laughs> every May, I listen to John Mayer. Like it's my spring thing. And I I, I've because just made it
1: starts with May.
0: You know, yeah. I didn't put that together until like last week, actually. So no, it just was my favorite in high school. And um, um, I think that it was, I just love it. And I did it a few years in a row because it just like is perfect. It fits the weather to me in my mind. And so I just made, make that a tradition. So John Mayer, I'm also loving George Ezra, who has the same vibe. I might like bridge over to him. I don't know, here and there. Nice. In the month of mm-hmm. May. So, yeah, I'm listening to that and also listening to lots of piano music now (laughs) because my piano is quite a hit with the children. Oh, exciting.
1: Like the kids are playing piano music.
0: Yes. No, I I actually don't get to play very much because if I play, everybody is (laughs) right around me. Yeah. So uh, they play the majority of the time, which is fine. It's fun. Remember, I can turn it down. So that's lovely.
1: Yes, that does sound lovely. Ours would get played a lot more if I could turn it
0: down. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's beautiful. I'm like, oh, I'm my
1: like... goodness. Every single time. So our piano is right next to our dining room. It's, it's like, yeah, it's pretty much right next to our dining room table just because it's in our like formal living yeah. room, which is right next to our dining room. And without a doubt, everyone who comes, every child who comes mm-hmm. to our house yeah, while the so adults sure. are sitting down eating dinner. They will come and just bang on the piano. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so loud. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, could you a, relocate like, that what? anywhere? Uh, the piano? Oh, yeah. That is that is like it's just asking for it because it's I know. right there, right in the entry, which is also right by your dining Yeah, dining and room. I don't think there's
1: anywhere else in the house that it could go. Could we lock it? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like, just duct tape it. Please Just don't. duct tape <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do this. That's hilarious. Nope, there's nowhere else. So, we're going to have to we're going to have to think about this.
0: Yeah, duct tape will work. Talk to me about what you're cooking. Like, do you have some go-to meals that you're liking right now? Mm-hmm. Something you're aspiring to cook? Well, I feel like
1: we've been in a weird spot because I don't really need to get into the details, but we haven't been cooking like go-to stuff as much, but We did make that orange pecan French toast for Mother's Mm. Day that you turned me on to. That was good. Mm. Yes. And it's like, I like it because you could, if you were making it for Mother's Day or something, you could put it in the, you could do the batter part and put it in the fridge overnight. And then the next day, there's not that much. Do you put yours in the fridge, actually? Or do you just make yours in one go? What do you mean? Okay. So a bunch of the recipes that I looked up were like you uh soak the bread in the batter for like an hour mm-hmm. or overnight and then you you know put it in another pan with the brown sugar and pecans yeah. at the mm-hmm. bottom so that it all caramelizes right is that what you do
0: no well i no i think i always just make it the day of yeah i don't really think I you made it. need to soak it i should try it and compare
1: but but if you want to do half of the work the night before yeah especially on mother's day right? exactly perfect so then it was kind of nice so it was all ready to go. And, yeah. And then, have we ever talked on this podcast about
0: my quarantine cookies? Uh, Maybe. Okay. Maybe, but you should probably bring it back up. Just, we all would like to be reminded, I'm sure. All right.
1: They've been, they've also made a resurgence. Okay. Um, and they're only called that because we perfected them during the initial quarantine of the early 2020. I love
0: it. That's year fun.
1: yes so basically the idea it's pretty simple it's a combination of the double tree hotels chocolate chip cookie recipe which oh, is yeah an amazing cookie recipe and milk bars idea of candied cereal so what you do is you take cereal i like cornflakes or rice krispies and you uh, stir them up with some butter and malted milk powder and sugar and coat them, and then you put them in the oven for 10, 15 minutes so that they get all crispy and crunchy and candy-y. Then you let them cool, and you make your cookie batter. And then you put those together, and you make these cookies that have, like, this delightful, chewy, crispy, crunchyness That's quite wonderful. Mm. So great it's a great thing to do we've we just ate a bunch of those in 2020 and then we kind of forgot about them we didn't forget about them but we hadn't made them for a while and then recently I had some cinnamon toast crunch left over in my pantry and I decided to make it with cinnamon toast crunch because then it would be kind of like a snickerdoodle slash chocolate chip cookie and and they were quite good I would recommend I did do less sugar coating yeah. To candy them because they're already coated in sugar. So I kind of just added some butter, a little bit of sugar yeah. to just help them get like nice and crispy. Broke them up a little bit, put them on a pan and let them get all crispy. And then, yes, they were quite delightful. Because I don't know yeah. how you feel about snickerdoodles, but I always feel like they're kind of a little bit. I don't like them.
0: Lack-muster. Well, it's not like I think they're gross. I just would never grab a snickerdoodle. Yeah,
1: they're, they to me choices. are always just like kind of one note and not super interesting but then if you take some cinnamon crunchy crispy cinnamon and put it in a chocolate chip cookie
0: i like that idea so yeah sign me up i'm gonna have to buy some okay so i can try it you did make those the cornflake version for me when Mm -hmm. you visited that's right we made them in (laughs) your broken broken oven oven.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes and they're good and they're like chewy but then they're also nice because they're not like and like if you have people who are allergic to nuts they don't have nuts but they kind of yeah have that additional true. check texture so mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. i'll make some and put the recipe in our instagram you guys can do find it. it there maybe i'll come up with a new name now that quarantine is like
0: no i think it a should stay anymore. i think it should stay because that's where it was that was where it was conceived
1: do we, we have a fun little story for a random fact i've probably told you this fact i don't know if I've michelle said
0: we have to always have time for a random fact hello it's part do of our you, brand now it's
1: part <laughs> of our brand uh do you know where the word quarantine comes from
0: no michelle okay. i do not
1: well in venice during the bubonic plague venice is a big port city and so when ships would come into port they would not allow anybody to get off the ship for a Certain amount of time to make sure nobody was infected with bubonic plague before they came ashore into the city of Venice. And at first they tried 30 days, and even that wasn't long enough. So eventually they made the ships stay out at sea for 40 days before anyone could come. Right? Can you imagine just sitting in a harbor for 40 days? Sailing. i know (laughs) i know it all sounds terrible hopefully they like rode some food out to you anyways the italian word for 40 is quarenta. and that's where we get the word quarantine ah now we know now you know (laughs) why is it called quarantine (laughs) so it comes all the way to us from the bubonic plague and italy how fun
0: that makes it seem a little more
1: charming i know right i mean it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to be quarantined for 40 days in venice that seems nice. True.
0: As long as they can wheel stuff out, yeah. Some, but can you, you know, imagine edible these poor stuff.
1: people? They didn't even have Netflix. No,
0: it's like, what are we <laughs> complaining about?
1: <laughs> I know. Like they just sat there.
0: <laughs> They're horrible, crazy.
1: probably very smelly boats. Because I can't imagine that Venice was all that charming, actually, back then.
0: Yeah, let's just be grateful that we get yeah. to quarantine in our homes. Okay, anyway, Luxury. that can go all sorts of. Oh, I know. We actually spent 20 minutes before we recorded talking about that. So (laughs) we're not going to (laughs) go here again. (laughs) Okay. But it it had to come full circle. Okay. Jessica, what are you making these days? Okay. Okay. I want to talk about cooking and baking because I keep cooking. I keep actually grilling. No smoking. Okay. I've been using the smoker, which is so easy. (laughs) I don't (laughs) want to admit how it's like easier than barbecuing. I've been smoking my mom's, my favorite recipe that my mom makes. It's a marinated chicken Mm -hmm. and it's so easy and I've just been able to kind of like put it together during, I don't know, like afternoon nap time or morning nap time, whenever I have a little bit of time that's not at that witching hour (laughs) and it's, it's made with Sprite or seven up and soy sauce, olive oil, garlic And I put a little Dijon mustard and salt and pepper. And it is so yummy. I like to make it with rice and vegetables and fruit. It's a fun spring summer meal. I'll make it and share the recipe. Wonderful. I don't even have a smoker. Well, you can grill it. You can do it. You know, you can cook it however, however you want. Okay.
1: Your smoker thing reminded me that for my, for Mother's Day, we got my mom a salt block, which you can use in your smoker. Or you can bake cookies on it, apparently, in your oven. Have you oh, heard of these
0: things? A salt no, block? No, but that sounds interesting. I could right. see that with cookies. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't you think that would make them I like. extra delicious? Yes.
0: yes. Salty? <laughs> That's my secret. A little extra salt and a little exactly. extra vanilla.
1: Exactly. So we could cool. salt
0: the top and bake them on a salt block, apparently. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. Exactly. What else have you been making? Okay. So I finally tried my hand at pellet frosting frosting oh, yes, with buttercream nice. with pellet knives that was so fun I've been wanting to do that for a long time in fact we're going to do it together so <laughs> I had to try it out yes and oh my word I was like in such a flow I was so like high on <laughs> what is it endorphins Michelle what um, am I high on when I'm creating because after our conversation like I'm still serotonin and serotonin I'm still yeah. a little foggy on what you know is giving me that energy
1: yeah, it might be a little bit of endorphins, but those are mostly like released after like exercise
0: and stuff. You might be That's getting some true. endorphins That's from true. flow state. I'm getting some happy feelings, okay? Yes. And I made it for Mother's Day and I don't know, I kind of I tried to make it thoughtful and tried to palette paint buttercream flowers representing each of my kids and that was kind of a highlight for me on Mother's Day. I love it. Yeah. That's my go-to. I've also made those oatmeal bear cookies, which are the most adorable cookies oh, I've ever cute. seen. I made them for Finn's little bear birthday. Oh, as well. cute! So I also
1: love that for Mother's Day you chose something that you wanted to do and you did it instead of oh,
0: expecting. I know. I'm like, what I want to do, do
1: for
0: you. <laughs> is test out these palette knives that I've had for a while. Yeah, um, but it takes time. This is kind of that's kind of a hard thing to uh, just dabble. Yeah, and I know yeah so
1: i keep thinking of that like i'm like i want to do this and then i'm like but then i'd have a whole cake
0: mm-hmm. i have to do
1: something with i guess i could give it away but yeah it's like the yeah it's a, it's a bit of a time commitment a process. You just pick it up but i love that you made it happen
0: it was fun okay let's move into yeah let's bridge that to creating what are you creating lately
1: well i'm planting things lately well hopefully i'm going to create
0: that's creating
1: in a garden you're creating? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I yes. Guess. I got a little galvanized raised bed system thing to dry <gasps> wow. in our backyard. It's, well, it's like very, it's pretty simple. It's just a metal container with no bottom. So then I filled the bottom with a layer of rocks and then some like mesh and then dirt, a bunch of dirt. Mesh. I didn't have enough dirt. I had to go wow. get more dirt to keep it's the, a- to keep the, like soil from all yeah. washing away yeah as the water drains yeah so cool. it came with the container anyways okay. we've been okay. back and forth on how to do this would we build it out of wood would we you know do all of these things and then we realized like what is at a premium right now it would cost like the same amount but take more time to construct it ourselves so we just bought these galvanized containers from amazon they arrived and my children helped me screw one of them together. So far we've only done one because I don't know how our little plants are going to do. I think they just barely get enough sun back there okay. back where I put them, but it was really the only option that I had, so we're going to try it out and see how it goes.
0: What are you what are you going to plant? That'd Peppers. So
1: we planted beets and carrots. and lettuce all of those things should do well with the amount of sun we can get and then we did plant two little sun gold cherry tomato plants Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: we're going to plant in different containers two purple bell peppers because that's on purple how Uh, cute apparently which i just got from our neighbor who grows these seeds in her backyard oh really yes it's adorable and she's she had a little sign out By her house, and it said plants for sale. And so I went and she told me all about how to take care of them and how to make them grow. And when she sold me the plants, she said, All my plant sales come with my phone number. And she wrote her phone number down. If I had any questions, I can call her at any time. (gasps) That's (laughs) adorable. Totally adorable. So she talked me through which ones would be a great, great starter plants. And she also suggested, as your father did, about like burying half the stem of the tomato plant so that it can all get roots. And then she also suggested planting marigolds in our garden because they are smelly, so they keep vermin at bay. And she also suggested planting, like, onions below the tomato plants because they also will keep vermin out, but then you also get some onions. So we did all of that today in our little, small little
0: plot. It's just four
1: feet by eight feet, but I think it's going to be fun.
0: I'm so excited for you. Yes. That's very fun. I love that you found someone local, you know, who's an expert on your exact yes soil. And
1: and she just grew them right down the street. So they're off they, to a, they great a great start. They have a great chance. Hopefully.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: yes. Well, so, that's fun. Yeah. That's kind of what we've been up to. For me, getting started is the hardest part of projects because mm-hmm. I know once I'm started, I will be committed. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for that commitment, but...
0: You getting did
1: started it. <laughs> i've been thinking about getting started for so long but we did it it's done and i'm excited to see how it goes and hopefully it goes well enough that we can kind of expand because we actually have a pretty good amount of space back there we could keep mm-hmm. adding these containers over time if we can figure out what we can grow back there so beautiful and it might be fun to do like a cutting garden in one of them that would be that would be fun oh, yes that would be so fun <laughs> All we need um, is endless time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I think that that's, that's a great way to start, and it's also good to not bite off too much. Exactly. As you're we will start learning small, the process. Yeah, and
1: we can always add in the future. Which it does. Yeah. I feel I feel excited about just getting off to a little
0: start and good seeing job. where it takes us. What about you? We went to the nursery, and I decided against vegetables except i did get herbs with which we planted but uh we decided to go all in on the flower the flower Mm -hmm. plants and so i put in about 35 dahlia tubers in our front yard and i did about half that last year and oh my word i actually posted a picture of my daughter holding some of the dahlias that we grew last year And uh, that was so fun to harvest those. So we doubled that. And then we doubled what we did last year. And then I did some poppies and some sunflowers. Mm. Actually, we did a... I bought poppy seeds. (laughs) Not to make muffins this time. But Violet was so excited to plant that I turned my back for one second. And she had dumped the whole Mm. bag... Or the whole little, you know, packet pack into the mm-hmm. soil. And I could not even find the seeds because they're so yeah, tiny. They're tiny. So uh, we're going to have a nice small patch yes. of poppies. I but, think
1: that's what happened with our carrots and our beets. Like we, yeah. You know how that's your okay. dad said, like, just pour you can a bunch in them. and then thin them. I was like, yeah. okay, so how about we pour 300 seeds in one tiny <laughs> row and see what happens. Okay, you might
0: have a lot of thinning ahead of you, but that's fine. You can do that. I love it.
1: That's so fun.
0: We also did, my husband, I said, I'm not, I'm actually not going to take care of any vegetables because I'm taking care of babies and we don't have a lot of land, but my husband was very set on buying raspberry plants. So we did buy three of those and we're kind of, he gave each child one to care for. Uh, So we'll see how it goes. I'm like, this is, this is your thing. I'll help if I want, but I'm going to focus on the flowers. So far, they've been very excited to water them and it's been two weeks. So, hey. We're off to a good start. <laughs> yeah, I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have a spot in our yard that I think would be great for I'd like to plant like peonies and just flowers that could hopefully kind of be growing all summer. Yeah,
0: kind of oh, that yeah.
1: like I think that they would be good there. And so, but it needs a little bit of work. It's never it's like dirt, but it's gravelly and anyways, it, it's mm-hmm. going to take a little bit of effort to get going. So, yeah. Yeah. I also want to plant some evergreen things cuz I really like Being able to look out because that's where like our main area and kitchen looks out on our backyard. So I really want to have green Mm. things that we can enjoy all year. Like even when it's cold and bare in the winter, I really want to plant evergreen things so that it looks more lively. Oh, that does remind me that I also planted a cranberry bush because they are evergreen. But oh my gosh, all I need is one Thanksgiving meal's worth of cranberries from it. And I would be the happiest person ever. So I'm
0: yes, really hoping that works out. You never need a whole bag of cranberries.
1: Right. Yeah. Like I buy one so a that's year. that's perfect. Like I would love it if I could. And I love cranberries. I you wish do. that I eat them more because oh. I mean, they're just so beautiful. Cranberry sauce is delicious. You could decorate with them. Oh, they're amazing. They're wow. Amazing. I've and never what if even I thought them? about that. Yes, I know. I'd never seen them before. And I was just like, yes, we're going to grow this. Okay, so, report back. This and I, I put it in a game. little pot. So
0: we'll see. Cute. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Cute. Okay. Lovely. All right. Okay, Michelle, let's recall our last few episodes. And let's talk maybe about a takeaway we got from the last few. Let's start with the episode about dopamine and dissatisfaction and true happiness. What's kind of the, the takeaway that you took from that conversation?
1: um so yeah in my especially in like my ongoing research on that whole topic hobbies are really good for people and investing in hobbies is worthwhile in fact i was thinking of that quote or meme or whatever you've probably Mm -hmm. seen on the internet that's like why would i buy it for seven dollars when i can make it for 94.99 worth of craft supplies and have you ever seen that right like yeah oh yeah yeah, of course yeah and i was like what's funny is that actually, you get a lot more happiness from making it yourself. And that's why you should make it yourself if it's within your wheelhouse to do or maybe it's not in your wheelhouse to do and you're going to, you know, practice anyways, and just letting go of the idea of instant gratification in order to enjoy the process of learning something new or doing something. Maybe it's something that you've been practicing for a long time. But investing in those and one of the things too that i've thought about a lot with that is not just for my own happiness but i really want to teach my kids to invest in these kinds of Mm -hmm. things these like slow and simple pleasures and their lives are so saturated with instant gratification in ways that like we couldn't have even imagined when we were kids we've talked about the amazon prime boxes (laughs) arriving two (laughs) days later and how they just you know really have very little practice waiting or growing things or leaning into the idea that true enjoyment comes from you know hard work and not from instant pleasure and so i want to be modeling those things for them too so that was one of the impetus uh one of the pieces of impetus behind the garden and like we're going to yeah. be watering this and we're going to work together on tilling the soil and just getting started on these little things because i think it's good for all of our lives and our brains to be happy to do this and stepping out into nature a lot. I was listening to a different podcast with Dr. Anna Lemke and the interviewer Dak Shepard was basically asking, you know, our world is so oversaturated with all of these like dopamine stimulants. Is it just like, should we just give up and give in Mm -hmm. and like let our, and just be like, fine, kids, just the world is too much. We get it. Here's an iPad. And one of the things that she said that has really resonated with me is she said, most people would agree that it would be cruel not to walk your dog, right? Like if you had Mm -hmm. a dog, it would be part of caring for them that you would take them out to get exercise. She's like, think of your kids in the same way, like it would be cruel not to try and help them like navigate this world not to take them out for exercise not to get them outside you know of course we talk about this in lots of different ways but just kind of making that really on the forefront of our minds especially as we head into summer and stuff like that that like they might resist they might not like it but it would be it's you know it would be cruel not to encourage these things with them so
0: that's kind of what i've been thinking about Fun. I want to listen to that interview. Maybe you could send it to me and perhaps link it as well. I will. It reminds me I need to go back and research Anna Lemke because everything I hear from her, I'm very much a fan of. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. As an aside, I was like listening to her and then somehow – so her colleague at Stanford is this guy, Dr. Andrew Huberman, who I think you would also really like his stuff. But it was just funny because I heard of him – from something i was doing and then started listening to one of his podcasts oh actually i was researching something specific that i that he uh was speaking on that i wanted to listen to and then that same day my husband came home and was like i've been listening to this guy on on jocko i think you'd really like him his name is andrew huberman and i was like yes indeed i do like (laughs) interesting just found out about him today so funny when those things happen anyways next week we're going to see him live in person oh you are yeah, I don't know. He gives speeches someplace, and will be cool. There. Yes. All right. So, people to learn from. I'll yes, send indeed. Them
0: to you. Okay. okay. So, I feel like my takeaway from that kind of phase of our of our conversations has been a little bit more high level. As far mm-hmm. as I really genuinely feel like my outlook has changed a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I've been a lot more curious about the why behind some of my knee-jerk reactions to different situations. Maybe they're yeah. tense or uh, stressful when I want to relax. You know, I'm just like, I've been very aware and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super grateful that we are having these conversations because when I actually see it apply into my life or enhance my life, then I'm like, this is, this is cool. This is cool it's, it's genuinely enhancing my life. to talk about these subjects so also I'm noticing like you were talking about being outside I think you were talking about how being outside is is beneficial but whatever you did say is kind of stimulated the thought that again I'm being curious when I'm outside about the feelings that I'm having and how beneficial they are and how rich they are and it's it's so great because then I'm able to compare the experiences I'm having, you know, with the the potato chips of <sighs> connection, social yeah. media, or any of those other instant oh, online shopping. That was mm-hmm. that's definitely mm-hmm. a, a good one for me as far as <laughs> it's definitely a knee-jerk reaction sometimes. But yeah. when I can be in those experiences outside with my family, tr- true connection, true joy, and notice, then it helps me go there instead of some of these other places that we've been talking about so all that basically just to say like I'm I'm noticing I'm changing little by little and that's cool
1: yeah yeah I agree I feel like when you have when you realize like why you do something yeah for instance like the online so online shopping has less of a pull for me when I realize oh this is ultimately constantly dissatisfying do I still need to buy things online sometimes, like, yes. Like, I'm not just, like, I've never bought anything online since then. But it has less of an appeal when I know, when I can, like, say to myself, hey, you're going to get this. (laughs) And it's just going to go in this pile of things you've acquired and don't need anymore. Oh, my gosh. I was in a store yesterday. And I just, like, wanted to talk to this person and be like, let me tell you what's up. (laughs) But I didn't. Um, (laughs) Let (sighs) me give you my podcast. No. What she said was... She's like all the stuff I have, I don't need, and all the stuff I need, I don't have.
0: Oh, and I was just like, "Dear, that's
1: not true. Your brain is tricking you. Your brain is tricking you."
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Do you have a moment?" Yeah, you should. Just Can give I take a, a moment of your time
1: <laughs> uh, to explain to you what is happening? That's also, hilarious. we were in a craft store, so like nothing there is there for your survival. Anyways, <laughs> that's um, a good point.
0: <laughs> like,
1: if she was there at the grocery store, I would have been like maybe (laughs) but i just i now that i because i felt that way too Mm -hmm. many times right all the stuff that i need i don't even like it or all the stuff i have i don't even like anymore and all of the stuff that i need i don't have so but taking like a, a step back and being like oh this is why this is why i'm feeling this way okay and then being willing to press into the real life stuff whether it's going outside whether it's inviting a friend over even like being able to sit in a delightfully awkward conversation and be like this is fine <laughs> this is totally fine and this is better <laughs> for me than yeah. scrolling instagram in this moment we will survive this and it will be better for me than i did this and yeah like when you give yourself those options and like are consciously making those decisions of like what you want to be doing with your time it just it feels good and it feels good to like direct yourself through to yeah like
0: the kind of feel the like habits you, you want have, to
1: form
0: yeah you feel like you have the power like yeah you do but i've just i don't know i appreciate the work that we've done that we've the time that we've spent becoming even more aware yeah. of those whys behind our actions and i'm grateful yeah i'm grateful for that yeah okay Wonderful. so the next episode takeaways from gardening did you get any great takeaways from the gardening episode
1: (laughs) you know when your dad said okay we got lots of great tips from him but remember when he was like you can't plant your plants too close together read the labels don't plant them too close together or in a few years you will it will be obvious you didn't know what you're doing and i was like yeah i've definitely done that because i'm patient and i'm like well and i should have just asked him in the moment because my thinking was that the root systems being too close to each other would just inhibit their growth And they wouldn't grow as big as they could if they had enough roots or enough root space. Mm -hmm. And I was fine with that given where I planted them. But I feel like I should be a good citizen to the plants and replant some of them so they have enough space
0: for their roots to grow. Yeah, because also if they have space for their roots, then they can actually grow bigger and taller and more healthy yeah and sure. over time aesthetically it will look better
1: uh, but that's gonna take so long and then I'll <laughs> you move. could
0: i know honestly and i'm the same because i want it to look well, i i'm coming at it from an aesthetic perspective right. when i'm planting and i'm like i want it to look nice now i don't have 10 years to just wait around for these things to look I good know. so yeah that was yes. an interesting tip for sure but i guess the people in 10 years
1: whether it's us or someone else they will appreciate that we did it right.
0: So. I commend you. I commend you for thinking that way. Good job. Yeah, I don't know. There's some kind
1: of Aesop's fable or something in there, I'm sure. Some kind of something about the future, preparing for the future. But we're not very good at it because, you know, of all the dopamine we need all the time. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What about uh, – oh, sorry. Did you have one a, a takeaway from the gardening episode? For
0: gardening? Yeah, I thought it was – Interesting to learn that, like, when to plant things. I've always kind of wondered. And the other day it snowed. Mm -hmm. I had just planted all of my things and I got a beautiful basket of flowers to plant on my front pot. Mm -hmm. And it snowed all, you know, everything's totally covered in snow. And I was wishing I had looked at the weather and put a little tent up. (laughs) <laughs> late at night with wall of water cloths yes. or walls of water they all survived and uh, I don't know why I was telling you that but it had that happened anyway I think I, I approached this season of planting with a lot more confidence about the timing so that was yes good. yes awesome even though it's yeah.
1: the lady down the street was saying that so normally actually I don't know what our growing zone is called but she's like we're basically in a colorado growing oh. zone this year because the winter is so late so you got to like rethink stuff
0: and I was Like, okay, yeah interesting yeah i kind of feel like that's true here too we're, yeah we're kind of late this year
1: what about with our moms did you have any takeaways from our interviews with our moms
0: yeah and actually i have a follow-up question for you about <laughs> something that you said about your mom okay So I appreciated it kind of like opened my mind up when you told you thanked your mom for teaching you how to be aware of people Mm -hmm. without being self-conscious. Yeah. And I kind of want to understand maybe how that happened because I am overly aware and I felt like the other side of that was being overly aware of myself in comparison to people. And Mm. I think that that's pretty cool that somehow you were able to be aware of others without being too overly aware of yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So the reason I say that is because I feel like I was like not self-conscious at all until like middle of college. Like that's abnormal. I know, (laughs) right? Like I was just going along, living my best life and... Just like, oh, well, those people are over there doing their thing. And that doesn't affect me. That doesn't bother me. But, and so, but like, yeah, how did she do it? Is that the question? How, well, okay. Well, yeah,
0: from your perspective.
1: Okay. So there are things that as my children have gotten older, because I feel like she did this well. It's It's interesting because my mom also was pretty keen on like teaching us things like how to... Take care of our skin, making sure we, you know, cleansed and moisturized and wore sunscreen and like that kind of thing. She taught us things about how to wear clothes that fit our bodies well, that kind of thing. So she was like instilling those values. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I've thought that she must have done, only because I've been like trying to replicate it with my kids, is there are so many things where I'm like, I really want to say something right now and I'm not going to. Like, I'm just going to let you be a kid and let you be in yeah. your own little yeah. weird world but you know is that somewhat my personality too possibly mm-hmm. like i don't mm-hmm. you know yeah. you know i don't i think that there are things that she let f- fly that i think in maybe so one of the things that i think about like our generation of of mothers like uh, all of us millennials who are moms and who are like extremely aware especially because we have things like social media and like ours we're basically offering pieces of performance art all the time because uh-huh. a lot of our lives are being viewed through the lens of objectification mm-hmm. and we even ha- suffer from a lot of self objecti- objectification meaning that like we think we can only be like one way right? Or only appear one way in the world. Yeah. Because we're like constantly like creating this like aesthetic that we want to present to the world. That is a a certain way. I certainly feel like that sometimes as an adult. But I do know that like, there must have just been so many things that my mom just let go (laughs) that I have to remind myself to let go in order to let my kids be kids and be themselves and then at separate times we're going to be talking about things like not connecting them i don't know if that makes sense like i think that one of the things that i've learned from like ralphie jacobs simply on purpose is to like teach lessons but not in the moment where Mm -hmm. that thing is happening right and so i think that she did a she must have done a pretty good job of not being like <laughs> your hair is greasy and disgusting we have to fix that but um. being like notice she must have noticed that sometimes right and right. then like separately been like we're going to go pick out a new shampoo or something i don't know exactly how right, she did it right. these are the things right. that i'm like <laughs> trying to figure out as i go along mm. because there are like times when i'm like okay wait how do i how do i do this how do i navigate this and yeah, I don't know. And then sometimes well, I think like, is that just personality and
0: I think personality comes her. into play, but can I repeat something back to you that I feel like I might be hearing? Sure. She's instilling principles and knowledge into you which builds confidence, you know? And so mm-hmm. she did work there. And yeah. therefore you approached life with with knowledge and confidence, even in those areas when that pertained to physical appearance and good hygiene and stuff so I think that that makes sense to me and that she wouldn't put you down Mm -hmm. I'm making it sound like my mom did not do these things my mom totally did these things too it's just interesting to hear you know when you say that to her how you feel like that happened I want to replicate that too so those are and I think
1: yeah like one thing too that I've tried to talk about with my kids is like and the reason why I think that I I mean, I really did go to, like, a very small, like, private school. I didn't go to, like, the typical high school experience that a lot of people went to. So maybe it would be different if I had. But one of the things that she talked to us a lot about is, like, whose opinion to care about. Mm -hmm. And, like, letting go of the things that get said that don't matter. Because who cares what this other 13 14 year old thinks like why are they okay. the authority yeah. on X Y or Z you know uh which is interesting because that comes up a lot with my daughters right now like I'm like okay but does their opinion of this <laughs> truly matter or is it yeah. like okay for you to have different opinions about about this or that and I think then she like paired that with just you know she's a very empathetic person so she just helped us you know see people and and love people as well, um, but I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, no, those are
0: great thoughts. Good thoughts. Thank you. Okay, what about you? Anything you can take away from our moms?
1: Well, I thought it was great fun that our moms had so much fun being moms. Yeah, both said yeah. that, and I think they had different ways of doing it. But it's just made me think of of how, like, I know how my mom had fun, and had fun with us, and then hearing how your mom had fun and just enjoyed that time, and, like, knowing that we have time, again, because, like, it can yeah. feel like everything's, like, so serious, and we have to, like, do it all right now, and we have to teach all the lessons right this second.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, that's definitely a feeling that I have sometimes, but just allowing, just just having fun and enjoying, enjoying the journey, and knowing that it's going to be okay, because they all made it, they made it through that, so... They made it through yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. I always like hearing stories from people who have made it through because, you know, there are evidence, there are a lifeline that like, oh, okay, it's going to be okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely mm. felt like that after talking with them. Oh.
1: Yeah. Lovely what thoughts. about you?
0: I think that that was actually part of it right there. What, what you just said is something that I took away as well. And I also kind of had an aha moment during the interview. Uh, when my mom was saying that the way that she was able to maintain her identity was to put herself and take pride in making family dinner and holidays really special. And Mm -hmm. I thought that's a beautiful answer to that question. For for me, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and that's how I can maintain my identity. That's one way that I can is to is to do the same. And I feel like when I do that, like, yeah, I go all out for my one year old's birthday and yeah. he's not going to remember it. I know that. I know that. Yeah. And I made little tiny party hats for these little tiny baby bears to put on this little cake, you know, like why? Because, because that's me yeah. and I enjoy it. And that's threading me through my experience of motherhood. And I, I don't know, I think that that kind of was a an aha moment when when she was talking about that because I do that, and now I can kind of put the dots together as to as to why, and when I feel a little bit judged by <laughs> people in attendance, perhaps, no, I love all of you who were there, and I know that you know me by now, but like <laughs> it helps me have confidence that I want to do it this way because this is me, this is how I mother, and this is how I thread my personhood through my my motherhood experience yeah. so.
1: Yeah, what she was saying reminded me of something I remember someone telling me when I was like, it was a stranger who told me this when I was a young mom, but she said something that was like, do something every day that you can accomplish, because children grow really slow. And it's hard Mm -hmm. to see the progress. But do something that you enjoy, you know, and I think that for a lot of people, this is any kind of hobby that you like, you know, whether it's the tiny hats on the tiny bears on the cake, or you know, some kind of arts and craft thing or some, I don't know, whatever gardening. it is, gardening, whatever it is that just like that you can accomplish to like be yourself in like these times when, you know, you're putting in a lot of effort, but you don't get to reap a lot of reward yet. I think that that is really filling and it feels totally. really good. And it takes us to two good places when we can, yeah, when at the end of the day, we can be satisfied even with this little thing. And maybe it's cooking, maybe it's cooking family dinner, or maybe yeah. it's that you hate cooking and you want to spend your time on something else, whatever it is that you know you can take some like pride and joy
0: in, I think that that is a wonderful idea. For- that's, that's such a huge, huge principle. Yeah, it makes a big difference in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I think in some ways, I was better at it when my kids were littler. Yeah. And now that we're like a little bit more scattered, it's been a time of, okay, I need to kind of like refocus on some yeah. of these, on some of these things because it can feel like, I wouldn't say that my life feels like a slog by any means. I feel like I have a wonderful life, but, you know, it's kind of just like task, 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 and mm-hmm. it, it's not always, there's not always like these big accomplishment feelings. So I need to rework those into my, <laughs> into my life so that.
0: Yeah, that's I a have good those point. Wonderful feelings. Yeah, that's a good point. Because it's going to change a little bit in every stage and season. But yeah, the principle still stands that when we can thread that through, we'll be happier.
1: I miss nap time. Nap time was great.
0: I miss nap time too. I mean, I still have nap time, but only with one. Yeah. It doesn't feel the same as when I had two kids and they would both take a nap. (laughs) Or two. Man. I had
1: three kids taking a nap for like three hours a day for a Wow, that life. is and impressive. Maybe it was two hours a day. Maybe it's two hours a day. But Three I was kids,
0: like, three hours. Holy.
1: Yeah, maybe it was more. It was like one to three, I think so. Yeah, maybe one to 3.30. See, that's
0: beautiful, precious time that I oh. sorely miss.
1: I know. And well, what's weird is that,
0: yeah, now, now the time is like scattered
1: here and there. Anyways. Right, yes. right. They're not so home much. necessarily, but you have things to
0: check off your list constantly, I'm sure.
1: Anyways, maybe we'll dive into that at some point. I think we should. You can have a we can have a podcast. You can give me life advice about how to have a No. <laughs> <laughs> how to manage my life.
0: <laughs> oh well, I feel like these have been some fun interviews. I'm yeah, it's it's fun to be back with you today talking about some fun stuff, but also reflect on what we learned. Yes. Okay.
1: Well, this has been great. We'll be back for more springtime things next week. We'll
0: 拜拜